welcome to PD in a Pod, where we will help you unlock the best strategies to create proactive schools. Join our hosts, Stacy and AT, as they journey through the latest professional development topics in education. This podcast will provide practical strategies for building culture, designing engaging lessons, using data to drive instruction, and developing multi-tiered systems of support for every student. Welcome to PD in a Pod, the podcast where we discuss solutions to current teaching and learning challenges. I'm Stacey owens Helms, host and educational consultant with Proactive Ed. Thanks for joining today as we will unlock um, our new book with author and former school administrator A.T. Nelson. In every podcast, you'll want to stay tuned till the very end for a chuckle with one of A.T.'s famous dad jokes. Yeah. They happen here. So welcome back, AT, former NASA systems engineer, school administrator, and now author of the book, Proactive Schools, a step-by-step guide to data-driven instructional cycles. Hi, AT. Hey, how's it going, Stace? Another day for a PD in a pod, huh? You got it. It's exciting time to be together. So so we finally decided, let's, let's talk about this on the PD in a pod today. So a book really so why a book at what's what's happening tell me about this book thing you got going yeah listen i wanted to spend a little time today talking about that but it's hard because i never thought i'd write a book um i'm not i'm not that kind of guy i mean i have friends that have written so many books and they love to tout like you know their name on a on a different book and uh for me i just kind of was not that type of person, um, but I had someone tell me, listen, you, you've got to put these ideas on paper uh, so that we can get it out and shared with more people. Um, your ideas do matter. Um, I'm more of a speaker type. I like to speak and talk to people. And so when I sat down to actually try to craft the words um, that are in the book, I struggled, Stacy. This was hard because <laughs> um, I'm not a writer. It's just not my thing. And uh, I had a great mentor. Um, tell me, he said, uh, listen, you need to go write the worst book you've ever written, right? Just go write that book, right? You have some good ideas, but it doesn't matter how they sound. Just get them down on paper and write your worst book. And so I sat down to craft the worst book ever. Um, so it's kind of like that restaurant you go to that you absolutely love, but you're taking yeah. your friends there, you know? And so when your friend arrives and they ask you how the food is, you got to be very careful. You don't want to say this food is the most fantastic food you've ever eaten, right? Because you set the bar so high, you know? So what you do is you say, this food sucks. It's the absolute <laughs> worst. You don't want to taste the soup at all. Oh my God, don't get the ham sandwich. So I'm going to tell you, this is the worst book ever. Don't read this book. I'm telling you, it's going to be a complete waste of time. It is dry. It is stale. It has no purpose in education whatsoever. Oh my God, it's a bad book. So that way, when you read through and you start flipping through those pages, I've set the bar so low, we can go nowhere but up from here. And that is why I said, you know what? Even though this is hard for me, I can write a book. I can write a book. Okay. Well, with that bar set really low. <laughs> really low. Let's set that bar real low. Somebody is still clicked on here. <laughs> you probably have left and said, so what's the point of this thing? So um, so somebody smarter than you sounds like said, hey, you need to do this book. And um, I know you've got stuff like that that you need to get out and share. So 
with that said, what can readers even expect from this uh, this book you've got going? What can they expect to see or hear? Well, here's the thing. You know, our I've done so much work over the last few years um, helping schools implement systems. Um, you know, folks that know me know that I am a systems guy. My background was in systems engineering at NASA before I ran into the public school system, you know, and found anything right but a system. Um, and dedicated the rest of my life to trying to impact that system um, by working with schools to help them develop their own systems for teaching and learning. Um, and that has been my life mission. And I've been doing it for a while. And so there, there's, there's just been this push to um, begin to put that on paper. Um, and that's what I attempted to do. I attempted to put something down on paper that could help others uh, navigate through this chaotic system that we are all a part of and bring it back to a place of calm, a place of peace, uh, where we understand exactly what point A is and what point B is, and we can now navigate ourselves from point A to uh, point B. Um, when we think about the importance of implementation, um, we often think about things that have really worked well. Um, as a NASA engineer, I often think about getting somebody to the moon. Um, it is not the theoretical exercise. It's not a thought exercise. You see, I can think about getting someone to the moon. I can hope that someone gets to the moon, but that doesn't put anybody on the moon, right? In order to accomplish that goal, I have to think. I have to be able to implement. I have to be able to plan. I have to do. I have to act. I have to get out there into the implementation universe. And when you're in the implementation world, you have to understand that things may not go as planned all the time. And you have to have what we call in this uh, in, our, in our systems engineering field, we have plan B systems, right? So that's the, the what we call a sale phase. A, 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 oh my God, I can't think of the word. I got stuck right there, fail safe. Yeah, got stuck there. Yes, you have a fail safe. And, and what that means is simply that when something doesn't work the first time or the way that we thought it would work, we have a way, an alternative way of getting to the same solution, right? Um, call it a plan B. So oftentimes when I'm working with schools and I see their system and I see what the teachers are doing with kids, I'll ask them a question. I'll say, so what's your plan B, <laughs> right? Like, what, what are you going to do if that doesn't work? Um, and so oftentimes our schools are lacking uh, proactive systems. Oftentimes our schools are lacking, lacking systems at all. Um, right. When we think about what a system is, a system is supposed to be an organized, methodical way of getting from point A to point B. It's supposed to be a structured way of getting things done. But we have to clearly first in our school systems define what's the done. What does done look like? And I, and I argue that there may be some debate even in terms of what does done mean. In other words, does done mean mastering the state standards? Uh, does done mean college and career ready? Does done mean being uh, able to, being eligible to play sports all the way to graduation and then go play sports in college and on to professional uh, leagues? What, what does done mean? Um, and I know that differs for every kid, but I think as an educational system, we have to do a better job of clearly defining done. So I work with a lot of schools for them to set goals around what they feel done looks like, and then to build those systems so that eventually they can now celebrate when done has arrived. That was the impetus of the book. I wanted to figure out a way 
to get implementation plans in the hand of every educator on the planet. So they didn't just know what, they didn't just know the why, but they also knew the how they could get things done in their schools. Wow, that's powerful. That's really powerful. Um, I've seen those systems. I've seen the systems that are failing, um, failing our teachers and our learners both um, with satisfaction. And you speak to that a little bit in the book too. But as I'm as I'm thinking about this, so how do the readers, educators use this book? So what is what? how is this book designed? What have you designed it to do for our educators? Well, you know, first, uh, the other reason I didn't write, want to write the book, because I felt like, man, you know, we, we like to brag on teachers, but then at the same time, I felt like, man, teachers don't read. Who's going to read this book? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe just record a video or something. Uh, but I felt that it was important to give uh, schools a manual of sorts. Okay. Uh, you know, when when my wife and I started this organization uh, called Proactive Ed, we started as a nonprofit, um, and we wanted to be able to basically give information out freely um, to anybody that that wanted it. And when I thought about uh, writing this book, I put on that nonprofit hat and said, "How can I put so much information in this book uh, that schools can almost just run with it and just do what they need to do based on what's in the book?" And that's really what I was going for uh, when I sat down to write it. So. I divided the book out into three pieces that I hope the uh, readers will enjoy. Um, first, uh, I wrote the book for both rookie teachers and veterans alike. Um, and so for the rookie teachers and even the veteran teachers that are lost in the acronym jungle, right? Um, I often ask teachers, what does ACK stand for? Um, and they'll look at me and I go, acronym, right? <laughs> um, we have to have an acronym for our acronyms, right? And so when you think about a rookie teacher or even a veteran, veteran teacher that's lost in that jungle, um, they may need a clearer definition of the terms that uh, are riddled through the educational system. And so the beginning of each chapter of the book clearly defines uh, common educational terms, um, terms that we see like standards and assessments and learning progressions and success criteria, like data analysis. And uh, we talk about those terms that we commonly see in education, uh, but oftentimes don't have a common language, don't have a common agreement in terms of what they mean. So each chapter defines clearly the what. And then after the what, the each chapter then digs a little bit into uh, the why. The why is extremely important because there are a lot of schools that are asking that question. Why are you giving me this new initiative? Why are you sending me to this new professional development? Why are you asking me to do this extra thing that I didn't have on my plate before? And leaders, even teachers, really do need to have a clear understanding of the why. So each chapter of the book has, after the how, the why. And during the why, we are explicitly explaining to teachers, to school leaders, why this particular component of the system is important. And then after the why, we get into the how. And the how is where we roll up our sleeves. It's absolutely my uh, most favorite part of the book is when I really get to help those schools build the system, right? You can have the what, you can have the why, but it's really going to make the difference is the, is the, is the how. And so we dig into the how. Each chapter of the book has five steps. Each chapter has five steps on how to implement the how. The how for standards. How do you implement standards-based instruction and standards-based grading? 
how do you implement assessment literacy? What does it look like? And how do we ensure that our assessments are absolutely being used formatively to drive instruction? How? How? How do you even do data analysis? Data scares teachers, right? When you start looking at data, they go, oh my God, right? I don't want to look at data. And I'm like, we got to look at data, but we have to look at the human aspect of data and incorporate the human aspect into what we do. So we talk about the five steps to implementing data analysis. And then of course, lesson planning and instruction, one of the or lesson planning and delivery, excuse me. One of the most important things that we can do is lesson planning and delivery. So we actually talk about it in chapter four. We talk about the five steps to implementing a highly effective lesson in your classrooms. So that once you make your way through the book, you should have a clear understanding of the what, you have a clear understanding of the why, and a clear understanding of how to implement data-driven systems that have teaching and learning at the core of how those systems work. Wow, that sounds so exciting. I do agree that we talk about those little pieces in certain PDs, only chunks. We never get to go deep. And, and in your book, you really offer some practical, you know, grab your paper, mark it down, highlight this piece, next steps approach, which I absolutely love. So um, yeah, one of the things that um, that I have heard already is feedback um, was that reading the book is like taking a course, yeah. right? Um, that it's almost like you got to get your highlighter out, uh, yeah. get pins. Uh, we put we put places in the book for you to even take notes for those that like writing in their in their books. Um, it's the idea is that we want you to really feel like you're going through a really rigorous course, but by the end of that course, your understanding of teaching and learning systems are so much higher, so much better than they were before, and you know practically even how to go from theory to practice. How do you go into the classroom and actually implement the steps that are described in the book? Right, and I think you did a really great job uh, with bringing that down to the human side by giving that example and having that real life example of a possible school and how a teacher approaches yeah. things what you're thinking about, what's running around in your head, your teacher brain, as you're thinking about those things. So I do appreciate um, just the format in which it's kind of put together. I, I think it's really smart. And I think teachers are gonna appreciate it. All educators are gonna appreciate it. So um, what do they do after reading this book? So after they read the book, what are educators gonna do next? What's their next steps? Well, like I told you, I, I really wanted to write a manual, right? I really wanted to write a book that, um, individuals can take and run with. Um, I say by the time you finish reading the book, you should feel charged, motivated. Mm -hmm. You should feel energized that you didn't just learn something new, which is important, um, but you actually have the tools to actually do something with what you have learned. That is the power of this book. It's not just about the what and the why, but it's also about the how. So if you're in a school, in a school system even, and there's questions around common language and what does this term even mean? I've heard that term before and what does it mean? Then you go to that school and or that school system and you have them turn to the chapter that talks about the what. And then you read about what and you get a clarity on just that what and you establish a common language from that. Um, for schools that are looking like, okay, you know what? Uh, we got a bunch of teachers around here that don't really understand why we're doing all this, you know, or we have a teacher myself. Listen, I'm a teacher myself and I don't even know what, why, we're, why we're being asked to do all of this. <laughs> and so for that teacher, I say, you know, turn to that why chapter, dig into it and begin to have a have some uh, conversations with others about paradigm shifts, about mind shifts and how to carry that why 
into practice. See, when we talk about the why, what we're really talking about is a shared belief system about teaching and learning. And that mind shift, although it doesn't seem like it's a it's a practical strategy, it actually is. There's been research that shows that collective teacher efficacy has one of the highest effect sizes of any other strategy. So the idea of reading the book, reading the why, and now being able to implement based on that paradigm shift is a fantastic next step if you don't do anything else. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, for those teachers that are really ready to roll up their sleeves and just do the work, um, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, after you read the book, you want to go step by step, starting where you feel you need to start. See, the book was not written so that you have to read it cover to cover. I didn't want that kind of book. Okay. wanted the kind of book where if you feel like you are struggling with standards, you read the standards chapter. Maybe that's all you need to read. Um, if you feel like you just data analysis is kind of your thing where you're a little gray and you're not quite sure how to implement a data analysis protocol, but you're okay with standards, well, then right. just read the data analysis chapter. That's all you need. Um, if you're struggling with lesson plannings, come on now, lesson planning and delivery, feel like you're struggling with coming up with activities and how to systematize teaching and learning in the classroom, um, then maybe you just need to read chapter four. That's all you need to read. And that would be the chapter that you need to implement. So after readers read the book, they may also find that they need certain chapters to go deeper with than others. And, and, and that's that's perfectly okay that you take that chapter and you go deep with that chapter. You implement those steps in a meaningful way. Um, and then lastly, I'll say for readers that um, that need extra support, um, we'll hear, we're here for you. We're here for you. Uh, we will continue to do PDs in a pod and continue to provide this ongoing support. Uh, we also have a, some, a great team of advisors um, that can absolutely help any school that might be struggling to go deeper. Um, and then thirdly, what about the school itself? You know, there may be some folks even in the in your own school, at your school district. Uh, a lot of school districts have professional development departments that can go deeper and help teachers and schools go, go deeper with the book. And so I would suggest any school when you finish, don't put the book down. Don't put it on a shelf. You tuck it under your arm. You go right into that school, you open up the pages of that book, and you go to that chapter that you need. And if it says step one, you need to deconstruct standards, then you start deconstructing them. If it says step one, you need to create your learning progression, then you create your learning progression. If it says step one, I need to figure out what students know and don't know and do a pre-assessment, then that's what you do. It is one of those books that's not about just reading. It's a book about action. It's a book about doing. So I hope that readers, after they finish the book, will see action steps that they can go right into the classroom and start doing right away. I love that. That is a breath of fresh air. There's nothing worse than going to a PD or reading a book and going, yeah, that was great. And I'm just going to go back to doing everything I used to do or not doing anything with it. So um, the actionable piece, I, I hope readers will really see that. We'll lean into it and just just jump in and like you said, throw it under that arm and and just walk proudly going, OK, let's let's do the thing. Let's do it. <laughs> so, well, thanks for uh, unpacking a little bit of that and and thanks for sharing um, what you have learned through your travels and endeavors across the, the whole country here working with schools. I know that you have been instrumental in. Uh, creating those systems and supporting those systems to achieve and reducing stress with teachers and that it is your life's passion to share that. Um, thanks for writing it. Thanks for writing that horrible worst book ever. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's bad. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you, if you know AT, it's, it's probably not bad. I'll, I'll take a bad day with AT any day. 
So um, thank you for writing that. Uh, I can't wait for this to get into the hands of educators everywhere. I just can't wait. Um, I appreciate PD and Pod, all you uh, out there listening and learning with us together. We are a community that continues to put teaching and learning first. We appreciate you. Have you got a bad dad joke for us by any chance? Oh my God, yes. Before I tell my bad joke, I got to remind oh. readers that, uh, you know, little self, self-ish plug, I guess, that absolutely go on the website, proactivit.net, where you can find the book. Um, be sure to uh, click on it. Click on the link there. It'll take you to where you can purchase the book, either on Kindle or uh, hard copy for those teachers that love to have that paperback. Um, it can be available that way as well. Uh, reach out to us. Give us feedback. Let us know. I love feedback um, about things that you're enjoying in the book. Comments, those types of things are also really important. So that being said, dead joke time. All right. Listen, I love my wife to death. I have been married now for... Uh, over well over 20 years. Um, and uh, so she bought me this sweater uh, and it was a lovely sweater, except um, it didn't fit. So um, it was filled with uh, static electricity. Um, so I took it back to the store because I can't stand sweaters that are uh, filled with static electricity. So the store said no problem. And then they gave me another sweater free of charge. And I will just let that one linger. Um, free. But it's all dead. Okay. Well, if nothing else, we hope you enjoyed that dad joke. Um, <laughs> true inform. Um, that was free of charge to our listeners. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for PD in a Pod. Um, we hope to see you here back here on the podcast. If not, click on get that book tuck it under your arm and go forth. We hope you enjoyed your time with us today. Always like and subscribe. Um, and we hope to see you back here again. And here's a little quote from Mark Twain. Can wreck your dad joke a little bit. So the secret of getting ahead is getting started. So Ooh. get started with that book. Let's get started. I like that. Let's go. Okay, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye for now, guys. Thanks for joining us for this episode of PD in a Pod. Now, head over to our website where you can access all of our podcast uploads, schedule a consultation, and check out our resources. As always, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues.